Thanks for checking us out online and being part of our church family. RCC's mission as a church is to help you take your next step in developing your relationship with God. As the dawn of a new decade approaches, our next sermon series are designed to make your 2020s roar. some children on the stage. That's amazing. Let's say thank you to all of our kids. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Welcome to RCC at RHS. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors. I'm happy that you're here with us today, um, but all the events of today have me kind of waxing nostalgic. Um, first of all, we're in this series called The Roaring Twenties, and if you haven't been here, it's not about the 1920s, although that's, that's what the Roaring Twenties are. Instead, for us, it's about the 2020s, and the goal of the whole series is to try to help you make your 2020s roar. Um, honestly, with God's help, I think we can all make our 2020s roar. So that's been the idea of this whole series, and you know, because of all the 1920s stuff, it's kind of like old-fashioned, and then we have all the Christmas stuff and all the children. And it just had me like thinking old-fashioned stuff this week. Um, I was thinking about myself in Christmas programs when I was a little kid. I would have been like at the back of the risers, and they tried to hide me in the back because I couldn't sing or dance. And um, I, I can still remember them like yesterday at the, at the Catholic school I went to for first through eighth grade. The Christmas show was a really big deal every single year. Um, so as I, I watched that, I thought about being a kid and all the stuff I would tell myself. Like, like wouldn't it be nice, especially if you're older, You've been around for a while. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to flash back to when you were a child, maybe a little kid or a high schooler, and give yourself some advice? Because there's things that you learn over the years that just is golden stuff. And if you could just tell yourself when you were a kid, it would be so helpful to your life, right? So I was thinking about that, and I remembered this country song that's kind of about that. It's an older song. Um, the first time I heard it, it's by, uh, does anyone like country music? A number of people. Wow, really? I'm not, I'm not really like a country music guy, um, especially like I don't like the twangy stuff or like the songs about the dude lost his job, his wife left him, and his favorite dog bit him in the butt. You know, like that, that's, that, that's not like good country music to me, but sometimes there'll be a country song that has really good lyrics, that the lyrics kind of catch me and I get into the song, and, and that's what happened. There's this Brad Paisley song called Letter to Me, and I was riding in the car a long time ago, and, you know, I flip through the channels a lot in the car just to try to find a good song all the time. And I hit this song, and he was singing about his high school days and how in his high school days he wishes he could send himself a letter and he would tell himself to take typing in Spanish. And it caught me. I stopped, I stopped cycling through because that's exactly what I always say. Like, I didn't take typing in high school, and I still type with four fingers at most. Um, I wish I would have taken typing in high school. I, I'm old, so they actually had typing in high school. Um, I wish I would have taken typing. And then so many people speak Spanish, I wish I would have taken Spanish. So when I heard him sing that, it stopped me on the song. And then I listened to the rest of the song, and he sang about some really good stuff. 
So right now, I'm going to let you listen to the, like, the last half of the song and watch the video, and then we're going to talk about some of the things he sang about and see if we can relate to any of it. So take a look. At the stop sign at Tomlinson and 8th Always stop completely well, Don't just tap your brakes And when you get a date with Bridget Make sure the tank is full On second thought, forget it That one turns out kind of cool Each and every time you have a fight Like she sees the diamond underneath And she's polishing you till you shine Oh, you got so much going for you Going right, but I know At 17 it's hard to see past Friday night Tonight's the bonfire rally But you're staying home instead Because if you fail algebra Mom and dad will kill you Trust me, you'll squeak by and get a seat And you're still around to write this letter to me You got so much up ahead You'll make new friends And you should see your kids and wife And I'd invite saying have no fear These are no I'll see you in the mirror when you're a grown man. P.S. Go hug Aunt Rita every chance you can. And oh, you got so much going for you, going right. But I know at 17 it's hard to see past Friday night. I wish you'd study Spanish. I wish you'd take a time. Could write a letter to me, to me. Was anybody singing along? I thought I heard it. If I could write a letter, like was that it? Like I know I can't sing, but I sound like fire in the car. And if you turn it loud enough, everybody sounds good in the car. Right, so I, I think sometimes I'm good, actually. I turn it really loud and sing, and I turn it down quick and keep singing, and I, I can't sing. So I heard that, right? And I, and I heard about the, the Spanish and typing stuff, and I wondered, are, are those like common thoughts? Like, do a lot of people have the same thoughts? Are there any others that wish they would have taken Spanish or typing in high school? Pretty many. Okay, so I'm not alone. After listening to the song, though, because I, I got into it, right? So I've listened to the song many times over the years, and... I realize that the, the thoughts he brings up are a lot deeper than just like silly regrets from the past, silly stuff like classes. If you were listening closely, it started with some of that, right? Like he talked about trying to get out of a traffic ticket and dating and thanking a teacher and, 
He even sang about algebra, which I don't know how you get that in the song. My algebra teaching wife obviously loves that part of the song. But those are light. Light lyrics and a fun song. But he sang about some serious stuff in the song too, and I think that's what makes it so good. He talked about not worrying so much that everything's going to be okay. He talked about he should go hug Aunt Rita every day, every chance he had. He talked about how he thought his best years were still coming. He wished he would have known that when he was younger, that he had a lot of good to look forward to. How about those? Can you relate to those? The more serious stuff. I can still relate. So I'm guessing you can probably relate to some of that too. I don't, I don't have an Aunt Rita, but I have people that I wish I would have hugged more when I had a chance. Has your heart been broken? Lots of us have. Have you lost someone that you care about? Do you worry a lot? Do you, do you hope your best years are still ahead? Are these things that go through your mind as well? Do you wish you could now send some of your hard-earned life advice back to yourself in the past? Maybe send yourself a little note. I was thinking about it, and I kind of came up with some things that I would put in my note. The first one is this. Check your fishing line all the time. People know this. People who fish a lot know you need to check your line a lot because it frays when you fish. It hits stuff and it gets little nicks. And if you get a big fish, it'll break your line. I know this. I know this. But one time, I was in maybe the biggest tournament of my life. It was on ESPN. It was with NFL players and Bass Pros. It was like a $50,000 top prize or something. It was crazy. And I was one of the leaders the first day. They put a camera boat with me and stuff. It could have been amazing. I had a really good spot saved for the end of the second day. I needed one more good fish. I went to the good spot. I had this giant fish on. I was fighting it. I would have won the tournament with this fish, and it broke off like right in front of me. That's $50,000. I'm not like a rich dude. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. And then, like, they end up editing me out of the show completely. You know, so I was like, I was so excited to watch the show on ESPN, and I, I was like in the background in one scene after like, I did a bunch of interviews and stuff. So check your fishing line would be the first thing on my letter to me. Check your fishing line. I would write to myself that I should enjoy washing and combing my hair more often. <laughs> Lather, rinse, and repeat. Repeat. I could have done it. I had a chance. I would write not to worry so much. I think I've worried about a lot of stupid stuff over the years I didn't need to be worried about. I would write to myself that I should explore my faith sooner. I didn't really explore my faith until I was an adult. And I think if I would have explored my faith sooner, like our our kids up here are in high school, um, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. So I wish I would have explored my faith sooner. I'd write to myself to go to Alaska. Um, This is a sad story. Try not to to pause during the story. But um, my brother had moved to Alaska, and I I, I didn't have a good home life at this time in high school. And he invited me before my senior year to, to spend the summer with him, live with him and his kids and his wife, and um, he had a really good job set up for me that would make a ton of money. It would have been great. And I, I just wanted to stay back at home and do a lot of stupid stuff with my friends. So I didn't go. Well, he died at the end of that summer in a plane crash. And, and I just wonder, like, what, what might have been different if I could have spent the summer there? So I'd write that in my letter. I would tell myself that. So for myself, I have a mix of serious stuff and silly stuff, and I'm sure that you do as well, and probably the list would get pretty long, right? Like if you really sat down and really, really thought about the stuff you'd like to tell your past self when you were young, it could get long. But you have to be careful because if you get too into that, if you let it go too far, 
regret can be such a terrible thing in our lives. It can be terrible for you. Spending too much time focusing on the past has no benefit to us. It, do, it doesn't help. Allowing the hurts of your past or the memories of your past to dominate your life today can actually rob us of the future that we could have in 2020 because we're still stuck in it. And this idea is addressed in Scripture. This guy, Paul, he writes a lot of the New Testament. Uh, a lot of the stuff we read is written by Paul. And he would send letters to different churches. He'd visit there, and then he'd send them letters and, and encourage them or teach them stuff. And he had this church in Corinth that he wrote this letter to. And it must have been a pretty harsh letter because he heard that the people there were really affected by it. They were saddened by his letter, and he was starting to like second-guess himself, like maybe he shouldn't have been so harsh with them. But then as he thought about it, he realized that, that certain types of sorrow can actually be good, that God can work with certain types of sorrow. And then he writes to them about that sorrow in another letter. So here it is. This is what he writes. I am not sorry that I sent that severe letter to you, because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. You see, Paul realized that there's a good type of sorrow and a bad type of sorrow. But if you look closely at that last verse with me, worldly sorrow lacks repentance and results in spiritual death. If you, if you look at that closely, he's basically saying it, it's worthless. Sorrow or regret is worthless unless it results in you changing. That's That's repentance. That's you changing something in your present. Thinking about your past and being upset and uptight and even sick about your past has no benefit unless you're willing to change something in your present because of it. Like you learn something and then you adjust. That kind of sorrow can be beneficial. He says you shouldn't have regrets that you just hold on to and, and never change. He said that's terrible for you. He even goes so far to say that it can result in spiritual death. So don't put yourself through that. The past is the past, and you have to let it go. I'm never going back. The past is in the past. Let it go, let it go. When I'll rise like the break of dawn. Let it go, let it go. Can anyone sing that one? Come on, some of you have heard that a million times, haven't you? That's just a fun song. But it's correct. The past is the past. You have to let it go or it crushes your present. However, there's another kind of sorrow that can actually be good for you, says God in the Bible. A type of regret that helps you change. A type of regret that helps you actually grow spiritually. Deepen your connection to God. And this type of sorrow isn't centered in the past. It's focused on the future. It helps us address things in our lives that we can still change that could benefit us in 2020 and that could benefit us eternally in heaven as well. So if you look back at the verse for a second, it says, For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. The verse says that God allows us to have sorrow, but that there should be a purpose for it. There should be a purpose for the sorrow in your life. If there's no purpose for it, it only hurts you. But if there's purpose, if it causes you to change, that's helpful. 
So this purpose is repentance, it's change. If events of the past help you change, it can be good for you. And the result is not only a life that will be more pleasing to God, but more pleasing to you in 2020 as well. You'll enjoy your life more in 2020, and you'll be less regretful when you're on the heaven side of eternity because you have the opportunity to be there too. You know, I, I like it here. I'm enjoying my life. My, my kids and my wife are just amazing. We just have a, a great family life. I have great friends. I feel like I have purpose in my life. I, I love my job almost every single day. Um, I have a ton of good times. It's super important to us to have fun, so we're always trying to have fun. I'm enjoying my life. And there was a lyric in that song that said, it's hard to see past Friday night. And if you think about that, and if you can remember being younger, or maybe you're younger right now, it is hard to see past what's going on right now. When you're young, it's super hard. Because, like, the week is everything. But even when you're old, it's still hard. It's hard for me to see past all the good in my life right now, or even the hurts in my life right now. It's hard for me to think of the future. I'm, mostly I'm thinking about now. But then there was this other lyric in the song. The lyric said, I'll see you in the mirror when you're a grown man. Right? So the, those lyrics kind of bookend each other. And it was catchy, and I liked it, but it really made me start to think. I'll see you in the mirror when you're a grown man. It made me think about my future. My future in heaven. The heaven side of eternity. The heaven side of my own timeline. I, I believe my timeline extends into heaven because I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. And I'm not sure if there's mirrors in heaven. But as I'm in heaven, I don't want to be concerned about what I thought of my life here on earth. Now, I don't want to be ruining my good times in heaven, having regrets about my time here on earth. So, as I approach the new year, as I approach my new roaring 20s, there's a few spiritual things I just want to get right for me. So that when I'm in heaven, I can be happy that I got them right. Maybe, maybe you can relate. Maybe you can relate to some of these. Because I, I don't want to have to send myself a, an advice letter from heaven to 2020. Right? I want to be in heaven having a good time and not trying to fix things from my past. So for me, one of the things that I would say from heaven, I think, that I, that I don't want to have to say from heaven, though, to, to Mike in 2020, is to have more faith. And I know a lot of times we talk about faith being Jesus, right? Like, if you believe in Jesus, you're part of God's family forever, now, eternally. And that, that's a tremendous thing, and it's very true. Lots of us have that faith. I mean like day-to-day -day faith. I have faith in Jesus. I don't doubt that Jesus is God's son. But in Hebrews 11.1, 1, the Bible says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. So I'm talking about day-to-day -day trust in God. That kind of faith. Like, work is going to be okay, or... or my kids are going to be okay, or, or, you know, all that stuff that we deal with all the time, the, the heavy stuff of life. I, I want my faith to infect my every day, and I want to live differently day to day because of faith. I, I want to trust God, not just for my salvation, but for my daily life, that he knows best for me. I want to trust him more in 2020, and, and maybe you could add that to your list too. Maybe, maybe you'd consider that to be good for you. Another one for me, and this will sound lame, I've said it many times in sermons, but something I'd really like to, to do better in 2020 is pray more. 
Now, I know, like, here I am, like a pastor of a church, I'm saying pray more. It probably looks lame, but it's true. I, like, I'm, I try to be transparent with you guys. I think sometime in heaven I could look down at myself saying, you missed out, you sap. You know, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, never stop praying. But sometimes I forget to pray. Like something comes up in my life in a situation or whatever, and I get to, I get to fixing it before I stop and pray about it. That, that's, that's just me. And a lot of times I'm having to catch myself afterwards going, why, why didn't you pray about that? So I'd like myself to pray more in 2020, just day-to-day little prayers throughout the day, being more in touch with God all the time. I'd like our whole church to pray more in 2020. It's going to be a focus of our church next year that we spend more time praying together throughout the different things that we do. So because of that, I'm just going to lead us in that prayer right now, okay? If you're into it and you'd like to pray more in 2020, yourself, just personally, and if you'd like us as a church to be more connected to God through prayer, let's just pray and ask him that right now, that he would remind us of it and encourage us to do it and show us his results, okay? Please pray with me. Dear Lord, it's an amazing opportunity that you give us to talk to you and and listen to you. We call it prayer. It's amazing that you would listen to us. And, and God, we want to connect with you more. So God, for each of us who's praying right now, remind us. Help us to keep that forefront in our minds to just always take a moment and talk to you about our lives, to share our lives with you and allow you into our lives day to day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You probably thought that was the end because I prayed, but it's not. I've got one more thing. I've got one more thing that... that As I thought about it, maybe I would write to myself from heaven, so I want to just get it right now so I don't have to. Commit to what's most important. The Bible says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is searching the earth. He always has been looking for people who are committed to him. That's what God does. But if your life's like mine, you you have constant opportunities for commitment. This thing needs your time. Those people need your time. This needs your attention. It's commitments, 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 and nothing but commitments. And it's just tough. I mean, lots of them, or most of them, are good things. So for myself, I just want to be sure that when I, when I have a choice and I'm committing to things, I want to commit to more things that have an eternal impact. Like, lots of you brought your children this morning. That's amazing. You talking to your children about God at home, that has an eternal impact for them. You you engaging them in in all that's offered here on Sundays is good for them. It has eternal impact. It's worth being committed to. There are things that have eternal impact and there's things that don't. And for myself, I want to keep looking for things that are eternal, that make a difference in heaven. So the song didn't just get me thinking about like my life today or high school or, or whatever. It got me thinking about eternity and how I'm preparing for it. Hopefully, as we all approach the new decade, hopefully I did a little bit of the same for you this morning. Just got you thinking about your 2020. Just got you thinking about your eternity. Because you get to write the plan for it. You get to write the script. You're in charge. If you want your 2020 to be blessed by God, it can be. If you want your eternity to be blessed by God, it can be. It doesn't matter what your past was. It doesn't matter the, like, these naughty screw-ups you think of or whatever. None of it matters. God's more concerned about your future. So this is a chance for you to write it. It's a special opportunity that God gives each of us. So I challenge you 
to make your list of your own things that you want your 2020 to be about. Maybe you would just take a little time this week and sit down and just maybe pray first and then focus like, hey, God, you know, between you and me, what do I want for 2020? As you consider that, that's what I'm going to pray about as I close. I'm just going to pray that if you want this, God would bless you. And this is really the final closing prayer too. There's no more after this. But if you want this, that God would bless you, help you figure out personally, individually, specifically what's best for you in the new year, help you figure that out, and then help you commit to it and actually repent or change and grow spiritually in the new year. So if you want that, if you'd like God to bless you that way, I'll ask God's blessing on you right now. All you have to do is bow your heads. Dear Lord, please bless everyone here today who wants to be committed to you. God, if someone is here and and desiring a bigger commitment to you, desiring a better connection to you, desiring to have you bless their 2020, I ask God for that blessing right now. I'd ask that you'd bless each person praying to you. Help them to know you better in 2020 than they ever have before. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey everyone, we hope you've enjoyed watching the kids being a part of the worship service here today. In the past year, we have almost doubled our numbers in children's ministry. All this is made possible for a few reasons. In the past year, we have almost doubled our numbers in children's ministry. All this is made possible for a few reasons. One of those reasons is because of your generosity. In just a minute, the host will come around and we'll take our offering. If you came prepared to give today, just simply put it in the basket as it passes you by. Or you can go to rccsunday.com and give with just a few clicks. Another reason why this is possible, this amazing children's ministry, is because of all of our volunteers. Every Sunday, we have over 60 volunteers that make the magic of children's ministry happen. So today, we just want to take a few minutes and say a special thank you to all of the volunteers who give their time, their energy, and their love to our kids. I'm thankful for people sitting up our stuff. Thank you for getting stuff ready. I look forward to coming to church because of you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for making me safe. Thank you for teaching me about Jesus. Thank you for loving me even when I'm naughty. I love teachers.